millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This morning, the Prime Minister's spending blitz, billions for research and a boost for aged care workers to dig us out of a pandemic hole. Vaccine milestone, Australia set to hit 50 million doses within hours. Charges laid over a grisly murder, a woman's body found in a bath filled with acid in Sydney. State, private and Catholic, the real price of kids' education revealed. And the countdown is on, an exclusive first glimpse of the Winter Olympics opening ceremony. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Scott Morrison is about to unveil a mammoth cash splash of $2.2 billion, pouring money into aged care and local industry. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. What do we know about this federal fund? Jody, good morning. Well, the federal government is pledging billions of dollars to help support Australia's own local industries by boosting our manufacturing capabilities, but also securing our local supply chains. In his first major speech of the year at the National Press Club today, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will attempt to hit the reset button, addressing the handling of the Omicron outbreak, while also revealing new plans on how to strengthen our economy and the health system. Over $2 billion in funding will be announced to help secure Australia's economic recovery post-COVID-19 by backing research and bringing ideas to reality. Also as part of the package, there will be two payments of $400 for aged care staff to support the already stretched workforce. The government hopes the two payments, one made this month, the other in May, will help, help people stay in the sector, which has really been decimated by the ongoing effects of the pandemic. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken in Canberra, thank you. Australia will mark a major milestone today, administering 50 million doses of the COVID vaccine. Health Minister Greg Hunt says 7 million people came forward for their jab in January. He also confirmed all Australians can now get their booster three months after their second dose, making an extra 4 million people eligible. As COVID case numbers decline in New South Wales, it's been revealed the state has the lowest uptake of booster shots in the country. Only 44% of eligible adults have had their third jab. Nationally, the booster uptake rate is sitting at 52%. Queensland, South Australia and WA are well ahead. Experts say a third dose is essential, even for people who've had and recovered from Omicron. 
The West Australian mining industry is calling for the easing of close contact rules after 80 workers were sent into isolation when just two people tested positive. Staff at BHP's Yandy Iron Ore Mine were forced to quarantine, putting the state's biggest income generator at risk. The McGowan government is urging is being urged to change the rules now rather than wait for Omicron to spread further. A man will face court this morning charged with the murder of a woman found lying in a bath of acid inside a Sydney unit. The scene horrified officers who broke their way inside before launching a manhunt. A desperate drive for Mirage Zafer as he flees his home after allegedly killing his partner. Officers found the 19-year-old's body inside the couple's North Parramatta unit after he called a relative, panicking that they'd had a fight. Officers forced entry to the unit and inside the bathroom they found the body of a female. I was in the backyard yesterday and at about 2 o'clock I heard somebody, it sounded like they were about to sing. Um, and then it turns straight into a bit of a scream. Anima Hayat was dead in the bathtub, soaked in acid. Hazmat crews called in. The scene was very challenging for arriving police. Um, when they did arrive and found chemicals inside the unit, they retreated and called hazmat officers, who then spent several hours at the scene. A major manhunt covered several suburbs, with detectives circulating this image and warning the public to stay away. It was a little bit of a shock to see that it was just across the road. Officers visited Zafer's previous addresses, but after 20 hours on the run, he went to them, handing himself in. Police found his getaway truck parked at a Bunnings. The couple's home was examined, potential evidence seized, a kitten was also removed from the unit. Overnight, the accused was charged with murder and refused bail. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. New data has revealed parents were spending more money while their kids were learning from home at the height of the pandemic, forking out an extra $1,856 on education during lockdown. That's due to the added expenses of electricity, electronics and food. The research also found Sydney public schools are the most expensive in the country. If their kids are starting this year, they're expected to pay $92,000 over the course of their education. A father and his nine-year-old son have drowned after they were washed off rocks in Sydney's southeast. The incident occurred at Little Bay at around three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Surf Lifesavers managed to retrieve the father and the young boy was winched out of the water by the Westpac rescue helicopter, but sadly neither could be saved. The Air Force has delivered critical supplies to people in outback South Australia, isolated by floodwaters for more than a week. RAAF flights brought 20 tonnes of food, medication and other essentials to Coober Pedy, which is cut off by road and rail. Authorities say the rail line could take weeks to fix. More storms and heavy rain are forecast in the coming days. Australians are rushing to buy electric cars, with sales tripling in the last 12 months. Plug-ins are still less than 3% of the market, but lower prices and more charge points are expected to accelerate the trend. OK, 
Daniel Kilford is one of a growing number of Australians switching to electric vehicles. The car's doing everything itself now. Demand for electric and hybrid vehicles tripling in the past 12 months. Electric cars, they're still more expensive than we'd like them to be, but over the next couple of years they'll be under 50000 New figures show the Tesla Model 3 was the most popular sedan last year, beating established favourites like Toyota's Camry and Corolla, the Kia Cerato and the Mazda 3. Australian drivers bought more than 15,000 Tesla Model 3s last year. They started almost $63,000. It cost Mr Kilford $10 a week in electricity to run his. Think it's worth the money? Absolutely, it is. Very fun to drive. In 10 years, the number of electric and hybrid cars sold in Australia has risen dramatically, from fewer than 50 to 24,000. And for those in the market, the current wait time is around six months. The biggest challenge that we've had in Australia hasn't been getting more people to want to buy electric vehicles. It's been getting a supply of electric vehicles made available to them. The good news is there are now more than 3,000 charging stations across Australia, most no more than 200 kilometres apart. Before I had an EV, I had anxiety about running out of charge. And then when you jump online and have a look at an app like PlugShare, there are hundreds and hundreds of charges. Kathleen O'Connor, 7 News. Heart disease is the country's biggest killer, with one Aussie dying from it every half an hour. Heart Research Australia is urging us to be more aware of the condition and to look out for the signs and symptoms. They range from chest pain and shortness of breath to fainting. The organisation's launched a campaign asking us to wear red this month to raise money for research into the prevention, diagnosis and treatment of heart disease. A beer at the pub could cost a little more today. Alcohol excise is going up 2.1% in line with the Consumer Price Index, but hotels, brewers and club associations are calling for a 50% reduction in draft beer tax. They say a cut would be a huge help for businesses doing the right thing during the pandemic. The Reserve Bank will meet today for the first time this year. Top of the agenda will be deciding whether to raise the official interest rate, which is at a record low of 0.1%. Previously, the RBA indicated it was unlikely to increase rates before 2024, but thanks to rising inflation and lower unemployment, economists say a rate rise is edging closer. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading 130 points higher this morning. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE fell slightly and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords was almost steady, up two points. And the ASX 200 fell, finishing 16 points down. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,798 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 87 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 70.64 US cents, 81 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. The long-awaited report on Boris Johnson's lockdown parties has just been released. The report found failures of leadership and judgment and that some behaviour at the gatherings at number 10 was difficult to justify. The British Prime Minister has once again apologised. I'm sorry for the things we simply didn't get right and also sorry for the way that this matter has been handled. I, of course, accept Sue Gray's general findings in full. Twelve gatherings at Downing Street and in the Cabinet Office are now being investigated by the police. 
At least 18 people have been killed in Brazil after torrential rain triggered flash flooding and landslides. Homes in the country's largest state, Sao Paulo, were buried under mud and rubble, trapping families inside. Seven of the victims were children. More than 500 families have been left homeless. The state's governor has announced more than $4 million in emergency aid for affected regions. The recent US cold snap has had a dramatic impact on local wildlife in Florida. Iguanas frozen by the chilly temperatures are falling out of trees. Their bodies shut down, sending the reptiles into shock, which causes them to lose their grip on trees. It's become such a common occurrence, the US Weather Service has issued a warning about falling iguanas. The Canadian Prime Minister has revealed he's tested positive for COVID. The diagnosis came hours before Justin Trudeau was set to hold a press conference over a rolling truck convoy which threatened his and his family's safety. Thousands of protesters converged on the country's capital, demanding an end to vaccine mandates, forcing the PM to head to an undisclosed location. US podcaster Joe Rogan has promised to try harder after Spotify announced a plan to crack down on COVID misinformation. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. With the company losing billions, is this enough to end the controversy? Morning, Jody. Probably Spotify will be hoping now that they've blunted it in the short term, but it probably does little to answer how they're going to deal with free speech uh, from errant podcasters going longer term. Joe Rogan, of course, their most popular podcaster, reputedly the deal with him was 100 million US dollars back in 2020. He's had uh, vaccine sceptics on his program, even suggested himself that young people did not need to take the COVID. COVID-19 vaccines, that causing such a controversy that music artists Neil Young among them have pulled their music from the Spotify catalogue and overnight uh, Joe Rogan offering this as a, an apology of sorts. My pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. As well, Spotify has promised to uh, address uh, the issue by placing uh, directions for people or links for people to get to content sites on COVID-19 on podcasts that uh, stray into this area. So they're now saying they're encouraging uh, more widely accepted information to go to the audiences. And uh, as a footnote, Joe Rogan himself says he's always been a great fan of Neil Young's and doesn't like the fact that he's caused Neil Young to pull his music from Spotify. So the issue unfolding a little overnight, Jody. Tricky situation. OK, thanks, Tim. A series of portraits has been released to mark the 50th birthday of Denmark's Crown Princess Mary. The Australian-born princess is shown posing solo as well as with her husband, Prince Frederick. In the photos, Mary is wearing a tiara and jewels from the Royal Danish Collection. She's also wearing a sash bearing the Order of the Elephant, Denmark's highest-ranking honour. 
In sport, Justin Langer's future as the Australian cricket coach hangs on by a thread after an explosive meeting with the Cricket Australia board. Langer was reportedly not guaranteed a contract. The 51-year-old was angry as he felt a World Cup and Ashes win in the space of a few months deserved a full extension. He threatened to not tour Pakistan later this year if he was not given an extension. And the exhilarating final day of the Seoul Women's Ashes test produced a whopping free-to-air audience of almost 400. 50,000. Cricket Australia stated the promising numbers could mean more women's tests are on the horizon. He hasn't played a game for them yet, but halfback Adam Reynolds has been trusted to lead the Brisbane Broncos in 2023. The 31-year-old signed a three-year deal for the club after South Sydney did not offer him a new contract. With 231 games under his belt, he'll hope to lead the Broncos into a better era after finishing in the bottom three the last two years. Former St Kilda number one draft pick Paddy McCartan is back in the AFL. He's joined the Sydney Swans in the pre-season selection period after playing for their VFL team last year. The 25-year-old parted ways with the Saints after 35 games. He suffered numerous concussion issues. Scans have confirmed the worst for Lions AFLW forward Gabby Collingwood. The 23-year-old will miss the rest of the season with a ruptured ACL and MCL in her first game back for the reigning Premier. Ash Barty has flown back to Queensland in world number one style on a private jet. She touched down in Brisbane before making the half-hour journey to her hometown of Ipswich. A homecoming parade and free tennis lessons are being put on in honour of the 25-year-old. The local council has also applied for funding to create a statue of the tennis star. The clock is ticking until the start of the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and we've been given an exclusive look at the opening ceremony rehearsals. Beijing is ready to put on a show once the Games start this Friday. Only a few athletes will be allowed in the building as the risk of COVID threatens to derail their Olympic dreams. There's sort of already enough pressure on like athletes and stuff to go and perform and like stay healthy and whatnot. So just having that added thing is definitely not um, super fun. <laughs> the celebrations have started for the Chinese New Year. Beijing is putting on a show as they prepare for the start of the game. So you can catch all the action on Seven. Rihanna has revealed she's pregnant with her first child. The singer was spotted out and about with her rapper boyfriend ASAP Rocky in New York City, debuting her baby bump. It follows days of speculation from her fans on social media. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a monsoon low is generating destructive winds and flooding rain in the WA Kimberley. A trough is triggering intense storms in western Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia. Around the capitals today, hot and humid and partly cloudy in Brisbane, a top of 35 degrees. A possible shower in Sydney, heading for 31. A shower or two, 30 in Canberra. A possible shower, 24 in Melbourne. Hobart, humid and mostly sunny, 26 the top. A possible early shower in Adelaide, 24. Perth, mostly sunny, 32 degrees. And a possible storm in Darwin, 31. 